Welcome to Money Making Conversations. It's the show that shares the secrets of success experienced firsthand by marketing and branding expert Rashawn McDonald. I will know. He's given me advice on many occasions, and in case you didn't notice, I'm not broke. You know he'll be interviewing celebrity CEOs, entrepreneurs, and industry decision makers. It's what he likes to do. It's what he likes to share. Now it's time to hear from my man, Rashawn McDonald. Money Making Conversations. Here we go. Welcome to Money Making Conversation. I am your host, Rashawn McDonald. As I say every episode, it's time to stop reading other people's success stories and really start writing your own. People always talk about gifts, purpose, passion. I always tell people, if you have a gift, lead with your gift. And don't let your age, friends, family, or coworkers stop you from planning or living your dreams. My interviews I provide to my guests, to my listeners or my viewers on Money Making Conversations are celebrities, CEOs, entrepreneurs, and industry decision makers. My next guest our group. There are three guys. They're the Ghost Brothers, Dalen Spratt, Jawan Mass, Jawan Mass, and Marcus Harvey. The Ghost Brothers have spent the first, last six years traveling around the country as a team chasing ghosts. You hear what I'm saying? Ghosts together. Now, the Ghost Brothers are coming together to bring you the first paranormal podcast from Discovery Plus called Urban Legends with the Ghost Brothers, which launched this month as well. So we're catching it in the process because it's only going to be 10 episodes. Dalen started this whole paranormal adventure after he had dreamed that he had dreamed about it and that he should be exploring the unknown. So he convinced Juwan that they should hunt ghosts. Now, I don't know how you wake a brother up and convince another black man, convince another black man they should be hunting ghosts. So, you know, right there, these are some different black men. They're different black men, you know. One brother, and he said, yeah. But first of all, that's the, he said, yeah. Then they brought in another black dude named Marcus. He said, yeah, too. On the show today, they would talk about the craziest myth and legends with the help of top paranormal investigators, celebrities, and friends. Please welcome to Money Making Conversations, the host of Urban Legends with the Ghost Brothers podcast, Dalen Spratt, Juwan Moss, and Marcus Harvey. How you doing, fellas? Man, bless. Uh, you know, rarely Amazing. do I mess up an intro like that, man. So obviously, man. I'm excited to get to you guys. You know, especially off air when Marcus told me he does stand up com- comedy. Is that true, Marcus? Oh yeah. Hey, Google it. It's very easy to Google. Google. I, 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 okay, I, now, I, now, I, now, 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 now. Dayla just Dayla just pushed back when I said that. Dayla, is it for I, real? Listen, listen, man. I don't follow Marcus all over the country going to his stand-up shows, man. I tell you, he kills one. <laughs> he kills it. Okay. And that's why we're good at the paranormal, because I, I'm very I'm very sound at knowing how to find people after I kill them. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> Let me get off of this. I'll be here all week. All right. right. All, all right. All right. <laughs> only thing that's credibility right now with you, Dalen, is your, is your jersey that says, so HBCU. That's the only thing that's credibility right now. After you right. just backed up Marcus. Juwan, you want to talk on this before we move on about this stand-up comedy career? There's the ne- he's the next Dave Chappelle. Man, listen, he's the next Marcus Harvey. I'm telling you right now, my brother ain't out here explaining himself because it's true. It's so it, His confidence is so silent. I've heard him. He's killing him with these jokes. Okay, cool. Now, I will admit this, fellas. You know, this is a trio, you guys. You know, all the all met on the campus of Clark Atlanta University. Marcus was cutting hair. Jawan and Dalen, they was attending school. They attended school so long that they pledged their... I wouldn't say the great fraternity. I consider all black fraternities great. Cap Alpha Psi, you know, you got the alphas out there. Got, of course, I'm a member of Omega Psi Phi as well. Got the, the noops out there. Got the sigmas <laughs> the out there. But, the you know, we only talk about Qs and Kappas right now. 
the, the cap has got it going on because they got two brothers starring on the television show on Discovery Plus along with Marcus. Now, Marcus, I, I, you know, I follow I'm part of the cutters. I'm a part of the cutters fraternity. Be I like, know. See, again, again, stop all that. You know, I'm about to give you some, some, some humor to talk about because if you watch the series, the Ghost Brothers series, the comedy relief always comes from you, Marcus. I give you blessings on that, brother. You are very oh, entertaining and very funny in the series. Now, when I start breaking down characters, the analytical one always seems to be Dale and your character. And Juwan, okay. you sit back there like, you like the whoa, 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 slow down type brother. Am I right in describing your personalities? I, I think that's pretty spot on. I think that's spot on. I mean, if you, if you wanted to sum it up in five words, yeah. <laughs> but, but since we're on this podcast and we get to use many, many words, we can give you a little bit more description. Okay, 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 okay. I, I apologize. I apologize. Yeah. I was no, just no, no, telling from, from my perspective, Ghost Brothers, okay? Yeah. Marcus, nah, it's just, describe your character no. on the show. Describe your character on the Ghost Brothers series, Marcus. I, okay, I'll do this. I'll do you one better. I'll describe Jawan. Okay. Jawan's approach to it. Okay. Jawan brings um, daringness to our show. He brings daringness to our uh, investigations. He's never scared, but he does get startled, which is two different things. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's two different things. He just always is on alert so he can get started. He's always ready for something, but he's always ready to actually go into whatever we need to go into. Uh, typically, he's uh, always down to go investigate. I mean, this man would probably go to the, to the edge of hell to investigate something. To right. see if something really happened, and um, and still keep his spirit clean, because uh, he's just a dope dude, man. So I mean, that's what Jawan brings to the show. You know, he's intelligent. He uh, asks great questions. Right. right. Um, he's very thorough. Mm -hmm. He's just dope. Okay, cool. So Jawan, give me feedback on Marcus. Man, uh, he he didn't lie. He ain't lie. I tell you that my man is gonna tell the <laughs> truth and shame the devil. That's mm -hmm. how Marcus be investigating. He's mm -hmm. consistent in his uh in his approach to the paranormal. Mm -hmm. Um, he's always there to offer uh, that comedy relief, as you said. But like Marcus is is like we we all have our names, right? I'm the paranormal poppy. Dalen's the bad boy of paranormal, and Marcus is the soul brother, mm -hmm. right? Like he's the one that everybody kind of gravitates towards. He brings his comfort and, and and comedy that that you need in these particular moments. Uh, and he's never afraid to be vulnerable, and he holds that that hat very well. Cool. Very well. Now, now, Dalen, tell me about your character on the show, the Ghostbusters series, before we go into the podcast. Right. So I'm, I'm what they call the sex symbol of the group. I believe and that. Every, I believe that. Every, tri mm -hmm. every trio needs one. Yes, sir. And that's yes, sir. from the camera, boy. That's <laughs> from the camera, boy. <laughs> <laughs> y'all are closer. Hey, I think y'all look in my eyes when I tell y'all. Hey, 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 hey mean, you know, Juwan, when you start lying, symbol. you get close. You get close, you start lying. You ever notice that? You start lying, you get real close to people. You see how he lied, man? He's been hurt. He's been that was a sex symbol of this group. You know what I'm saying? Hurt, that's the number one sign when people start lying. They get real close to you. go, hey, man, back off. Back off, brother. We got to be that close. He saw I left it out the bio. He saw that out the bio. So he's like, nah, I'm gonna go ahead and take that. I'm gonna be the sex symbol now. I see you. See, I see you, see, Dalen. See, you ain't gonna see, separate from this see, group, brother. See, you ain't gonna separate. See, 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 you know, see, 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 see,
Ooh, I'm not, well, he went I way up there, in. huh? Beyonce, <laughs> yeah, huh? Woo! <laughs> yeah, I'll be Kelly. Then I'm Kelly. I'm gonna be Kelly. Then I'm the Kelly of the group. You Kelly today? I'm Kelly today. I love it. Now, 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 now I'm going back to Jawan. Now, now, what were those names you said? You now you said uh, Soul Brother. You said yeah, he's the paranormal poppy. He's, he's a poppy. poppy. And who is Dalen? The bad boy paranormal. You're the bad. I'm the bad boy paranormal, baby. <laughs> what are you wiping off? What are you wiping off? That sweat, baby. The bad boy paranormal. See, see, this, 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 uh, 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 Captain Sexy up there, you know, he always want to be up front. He always want to go in the house real quick. And Juwan always go, hey, man, hold up now. Well, have we got the facts? Who died in there? Who, he always wants to know the movement. You know, yeah, they don't want to just go open the door and walk a... in. He just want, what's going on, y'all? Juwan said, say, hold up, brother. We got to know what what's happening on the other side of the door. Old, uh, right. Marcus, he outside go, we don't have to go in. <laughs> hey, I'm already in okay. I'm going through the window at that point. Right, you're, right, right. You like you're on the second floor. Hey, I don't know if that's uh, no ghost. Hey, uh, about the Ghostbusters, y'all. If they listen to Marcus, there will be no serious. Because Marcus don't ever want to go in the house. Marcus don't no, we, ever want to go in the house. He he we wants to investigate outside. outside. He want to investigate outside. We in the window. We in the window. We in the window right, like, right. Come on. So so they yeah, don't listen to Marcus when they start putting together the show. Now now Dalen will get you killed. Dalen will get you killed, and you don't yeah. even know why yeah. you did. Or and so or robbed. He will. We all know that. Arrived. I like that. And so now we moved on to a whole new platform, and it's yeah. podcast. Successful yeah. series. Uh, three black men chasing ghosts already. That's a reach, you know, in the world of reality, in the black community. You know, white folks have been chasing ghosts for years. You know that. Black people, you know, we knew about voodoo. We know about the Ouija board. But we ain't never really admitted to ghosts. How did y'all break that wall? And I can go with each one of you guys respond. I'll go with, start with Juwan. How did you break that wall? Because Dayla came with the idea Y'all could be successful. Y'all are very successful in this paranormal format. Yeah. Uh, honestly, we just, we, I think we leaned on the fact that we were ignorant. So like, we really didn't know what we were getting into. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I think that allowed us to just continue through this journey and try out new things. And then you learn along the way that like, yo, you might not want to be playing with this. Right. But I think that like, our like ignorance was bliss in that moment and it, and it worked out for us. Uh, I also think that we um, utilized each other in our relationships. Right. Like I think we're extremely comfortable with each other and we were already brothers. So it was easy for us to kind of be vulnerable in particular uh, moments that, you know, we weren't used to. So that allowed us to kind of like hide the fact that we were kind of fearful or not knowing what we were doing. Absolutely. Now, now, Dalen, the whole concept of uh, 10 episodes, and each episode is tied to an urban legend or myth. What built that concept out, which, which is totally different from what you guys are doing on your series? But I love it. I love yep. the fact that you're focused on one per episode. And it's not all over the place. So when people come to the right, table, right. it's set up. 
and you get people engaged with the way you guys do your research and how you interview people. Y'all really do, do y'all do a fantastic job, or the producers as well. I don't want to give you guys credit because you got to have a team to get there of setting up their story and making it very entertaining. Talk about the whole process with your podcast. Yeah, man, it, 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 it's, it's a different form of media with it just being just us talking, but it's dope because it's still in the same vein. So with us hunting ghosts, we literally go all over the country from state to state chasing all these paranormal stories. But in doing so, we realize that literally every state has its own specific urban legend which is cool, which is totally different from your typical ghost stories. Right. Because now we're breaking into the ideas of things like Chupacabra or the Crybaby Bridge or even like Jersey Devil. the New Jersey Devil or Candyman. Right, <laughs> so right. like literally mm-hmm. all these wild claims that have been circulating around the country for years, we get to seriously just to explore it from the comfort of a studio. Mm-hmm. It ain't no more late nights. Ain't no more investigating haunted <laughs> houses. With ain't, no more mild, ain't, ain't no more mildew. Ain't no more, ain't no count dandruff. Ain't no, none of that. It's it's literally just us exploring, like you said, all these uh, dope things that we all heard about in our past, you know, uh, bloody, like you said, Bloody Mary. And then we've had so many dope guests who come on. We have Roy Wood Jr., Roy Woods Jr., uh, who he's he's going to be appearing on one of the podcasts. We have several other dope our, um, guests who are you know paranormal uh, experts. Now, and, now, uh, now Roy Woods know, is just a comedian. You telling me he's paranormal now? Yeah. Nah, he has some experiences because what we do is we actually take calls from um, all of our fans and people who've actually had experience in some of these things, and they call us in, call in and tell us about their experiences, and we just pretty much just review it and just really get deep down into these type of like. Uh, Dope, dope urban legends. Yeah, these urban legends, you know. And then just to add on what Juwan was saying, um, I think, like you said, um, I would say that to add another word, I would add, we were very curious um, in, you know, what this could be because not only do we look at things just, you know, for face value, but we also look at the opportunity to break into something that nobody's ever done before, whether, and because we've never even done it before, you know what I'm saying? Right. So knowing that we were the only ones in the field who are African-Americans who are seeing it from our perspective, who are going to bring the type of energy that we were going to bring it. We knew that though, you know, everybody in that field was Caucasian, you know, we could bring a different flavor and, and everybody's everybody, every race, goes to the other side so it's not excluded just to you know the caucasian race so that's why we kind of i think have had our found our dopest rhythm you know what i'm saying we'll be right back with more money-making conversation with the stars of the discovery plus series ghost brothers this is rashawn mcdonald welcome back to money-making conversations as i continue my conversation with the stars of the discovery plus series ghost brothers now dalen this was your idea from job from a standpoint of just a conception you know, to say, hey, yep. man, I, I feel this is a reality, but not, you know, because it can easily become a joke. And right. I'm just going to tell everybody, it's a fantastically produced series. I enjoy it. It is coming from their point of view. And when I say their point of view, because I really do believe Marcus is scared. He's a scaredy cat. I really do believe he don't want to go in that house. You know what I'm saying? And he, he complains about the cold. He complains about doing it at night. He complains about everything. But it's all the reality of how you would think. That's why I like the series. Because, see, I always tell people, if you're saying something I'm thinking, then guess what? You got me. And so, yep. so Marcus is that one guy 
that kind of like throws all that logic into the situation. Then you have Dalen. He's the, he's that intuitive guy. He's that investigator. Why? Well, we, he wants to get to the truth. But Jawan's character is always tied to if you're going to get to the truth, let's apply facts to it. Let's just don't barge into the situation without understanding the full ramifications of the journey. Now, Dalen, with me saying all that, was that the perspective that you wanted the series to be about or just develop that way? You know what? It's a little bit of both, to be honest, because we're genuinely all three really close friends. Right. It's not like most reality televisions that are scripted and you bring together a cast of people and you force these relationships. So we've been hanging around together for 20 years. So we each have our own distinct personalities, which, you know, in effect makes us friends. So we kind of already fall into those separate categories just in our day to day friendships anyway. And when it was time to cast the show and put the show together, you know what I mean? Those friendships, those levels of relationships just shine through with the cast. Like we didn't even have to interview any more people. Like, it was literally just right. us three. Right. And everybody was like, oh, well, Marcus is funny. You know, Dalen is daring. And Jawan has that level of factual intelligence that we want and, like, we care about. It was like we all had the same, you know, we had those three different personalities. And if you look at reality TV, like a lot of reality shows, it's all the same type of personality archetypes. It's only like 10 or 11 <laughs> that make it onto reality TV. And you just so happen, you know, we just so happen to fall into three of those categories. Mm -hmm. Now, there's an interesting thing because I know that, uh, you know, Marcus gave me the Cliff Notes version of y'all uh, podcast. You know, he threw out Roy and celebrities and stopped, you know, didn't even let me interview nobody. You know, he just, that's how he always does. He just jumps out and starts talking. You know, this this whole podcast interview been over with in five minutes messing with Marcus. You know, he threw out one celebrity, says a whole bunch more. Okay. We're going to be ballerish. We're going to go all over. You know, we're going to do the Brooklyn. We're going to do the New Jersey Devil. That's it. Watch. Listen. So let me slow it down, Mr. Marcus, and allow me to interview y'all. Okay. Now, Jawan, how did y'all come up with these 10 different podcast myths? So the 10, like it started with, uh, honestly, we knew about a few of them, right? Like there's all, there's, there's some that are more notorious than others, like Candyman, you have Bloody Mary, uh, Chupacabra, Crybaby Bridge, but then you have others like Slenderman, uh, Mothman, that you, we had to, scour the internet and ask people like we we ask people to give us their interesting encounters with urban legends right and we allow them to be guests on the show and then like we have our honest feedback from those particular subject matters so we reached out to you know the paranormal community and and, and found some new information and did our research to kind of get some of these other these broad topics because i mean in my honest opinion i didn't know like there's a couple that i didn't know right and i had to really learn now, I'm talking to the Ghost Brothers. That's Dalen, Jawan, Marcus. They have a new podcast series. They will have just 10 episodes. They talk about stories and what's exciting about the scary aspect of what listeners want to hear when it comes to this whole ghost paranoia world. The, the episodes are available on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you can get your podcasts. Now, like I said, I know about Candyman. So I'm not going to claim to be an expert, but I always knew about Candyman. In fact, the movie uh, just came out and was number one at the box office. 
But I always felt like I knew, you know, the Ouija board. I grew up, you know, put your hands or fingers on the Ouija board, and it's supposed to take you to each letter. And I mean, one time we said, "Where's our daddy?" You know, it's <laughs> B. <laughs> Hey, R, bar. Okay, that's my daddy. Our daddy in the bar. The Ouija board is like, I'm a true player. I will you know what I'm saying? The Ouija board. You know what I'm saying? You know, black <laughs> folks had the Ouija board. I'm telling my family, we had no money, but we had that Ouija board. Uh, okay. And so so when you talk about myths, the candy man, you know, saying his name, isn't it that the terror in it is or the fear is that it could actually happen? You know, yeah. You know, isn't that the real fear, Dayla? That you know, I don't believe, but I'm not crazy enough to find out if it really yeah. going to happen, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's exactly the like the wholeheartedly true. Anytime there's horror involved, it's that small element of realism that drives people over the edge. And I think that's what a lot of like horror and scary paranormal stuff miss. These days, that's the difference from like your old movies like Candyman or It or like, you know what I mean? All those great Jasons and right, uh, right, right, Nightmare right. on Street. There was always that small level of like realism or like, or could it be, could this actually happen that actually pushes people over the edge? And uh, yeah, I think we still live in that same level of, of curiosity and that's what works. I would tell you something, man. Fear is, fear and darkness is like, you don't want them to enter the room at the same time. You know, you don't want to look right. under your bed. You know what I'm saying? Because somebody might look up at you, look at you with eyeballs. You don't want to look under your bed and see eyes looking back at you. You know, right. some, you don't want to look in the corner of your bedroom and it's just dark. You know what I'm saying? Right. And you don't have no blanket. You don't have, The blanket is like the ultimate protector when you're afraid. You know, it's like, scientifically proven. Like, it's I'm scientifically like, proven. Come on, Marcus, talk to us about that, man, because I know M I need M my blanket. MIT did a study on blanket protection mm -hmm. um, during paranormal. It, it's a whole study. You guys got to go see it. Go, go Google. It's out hey, there. I'm telling you for That's a fact. The rule, though, because the rule, the rule with that is, as long as all of your body is covered, like no, you can't have any limbs exposed, no toes. But you no can have nose. your head, don't you want right your head, right? Well, no, 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 no. no. Everything trying, that's level two. That's like next level because you got to be able to move swiftly. Right. right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, see, you can only have your head exposed just to see something, but you got to pull it back over your head if you don't want to get. I can I can tell you I didn't I can tell you I didn't read the study because the study said if you expose your head, you're dead. And that's what it, it literally said that. It that's, literally said that was like so, on the second page. Wasn't working. That's the se see, that's what they that's what they problem is. They only the first page readers. Y'all clip notice. The clip notice. You only want to read that. You don't want to read that. That's what you want to read. You don't want no detail. Okay, see, he lying, now he's gone. See, see, that's what happened with you. No, no, I'm back, I'm back, I'm back. back. <laughs> my people. No, because the government trying to shut me down for your off. knowledge. He trying to put me off. It's a segregation of connotation. <laughs> I'm back with you, baby. I love it. You know, I, I'm going to tell y'all something about me, man, is that I'm, I love scary movies. I love them. But, uh, you know, I am a, a, a scaredy cat, Okay. Uh, when a good scary movie come on, I will leave the lights on in the house. I'm not going to lie to you. When a yeah. good scary movie hit me right, I will sleep with that blanket covered. Now, I do expose the head. Now, I, but everything else, I will not leave so you, a so limb you out there. Like, you, over there like, you over there like Waffle House, swelling, covered. Hey, I'm, I'm, I'm just telling <laughs> you, Marcus. See, 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 that's why y'all come on the show, because I'll be honest about it. I'm afraid. See, what y'all do you attracts me because of the fact that I 
want to say I don't believe, but I believe. That's what that 10-episode podcast, I think, is brilliant. Yes. Because you're going to allow people to dive into each one of their fears. And mm -hmm. then they're going to learn some more fears that they didn't mm -hmm. even know about. And next thing you know, it's hey. another series of 10. Y'all just incredible, man. Y'all ain't going to stop. We ain't going to stop. We can't stop. Can't stop. Won't stop. Take that, take we that. We get down. We get down. Good. So, so, so what's next for the Ghost Brothers? You know, I know each one of you guys, you do this project together, but I know you got individual projects. Starting with you, Juwan, what you got working on the table, brother? Uh, I got a restaurant in Miami. Um, wow. Chicken. Yeah. Yep. Uh, it's on South Beach with 13th and Washington. Uh, we opened the year of uh, 2020. So now we just kind of getting back rolling because we were right. We were kind of hard, but uh, no. Nah, I want I'll be I'll be in out. Miami January 18th through the 20th for the NAPTI. So okay. I'll make it a point to reach out and touch you just so I can drop by. I'll be down there for three days for National National Association of Program Television Executive. I'll be down there for three days. So your yeah. restaurant, what's the name of it? It's called Harold's Shrimp and Chicken. Oh uh, yeah, fried got me chicken, a chicken, brother. Got me a chicken. Shrimp, fried fried fish. It's yeah. a fast, casual dining experience. Um, mm -hmm. If you ever heard of Harold's, it's a staple from Chicago. So I know, you know about Harold's. Chicago. I lived in Chicago five years. I know about Harold's chicken, man. You can stop, man. I'm, I'm a foodie, dude. Now, now, Dalen, what's happening in your world? I know Dalen got about four, five projects. He can't stay. He can't. He can't sit his butt down for nothing. Listen, man. No. So, uh, what's actually really dope? The Ghost Brothers are launching something in the next two to three weeks. Okay. So people always ask us, like, what is it like traveling on the road when we're filming our show? Right. And we tell people it's a lot of late nights and a lot of early mornings. Mm -hmm. And in doing so, man, anytime we get out from these investigations, we always go get something to eat. Right. So we've literally had breakfast <laughs> all over this country, and like, so we've had waffles and pancakes everywhere so we thought it'd be only befitting if we dropped our own gourmet waffle and pancake mix so we have the bros gourmet which is actually bros gourmet launching in about three weeks with our first uh waffle and pancake mix it's pumpkin spice for the holidays but uh yeah right after that we come to you with uh red velvet and uh yeah okay you know because you know i got a show called rushan's kitchen you know that's all the other part of my life is that i'm an award-winning baker so give me some of that and I will put it on my yeah. social media every Tuesday and Friday. I post. I, I post I uh, recipes. You can look at my recipe right now. I did uh, Land of Lakes. They send me free butter so I can make their biscuits. All that stuff. Mm -hmm. I get free stuff all the time from my. That's perfect. So I'm seriously like, I just did some uh, some pumpkin donuts that I did oh, that nice. I posted. So nice. pumpkin right. is like a is a, like a hidden flavor because a lot of black people hear pumpkin. They go, ah, that's white folks stuff. Away, but pumpkin right? man right. is outstanding, dude. Because they so used to eating sweet potato pies, you know. But pumpkin, right. that's a great pancake. Pumpkin pancakes are outstanding. Now I got always close the yeah. show with the headliner here, Marcus. What's happening? What's happening, headliner? Hey man, listen. I want I, when you cook them pancakes. I want to be there because I want to get one of them pumpkin pancakes. Because you talked about the listen. We got a lot going on. Bros Gourmet is going to be amazing. Um, you guys can uh, go follow my uh, art gallery, the Musa Layer. Uh, it's in Atlanta, Georgia, uh, in King Plow Art District. Uh, that's T H E Musa Layer. Uh, we have uh, a, a barbershop full of like amazing groomers massage therapist. Mm -hmm. uh, we have a therapist, a mental therapist on deck too. My brother, he's a licensed therapist mm -hmm. uh, who's worked with Ridgeview for many years. He's also, he took his talents over to us. Uh, so man, we're just really trying to do some great things for the community. 
Uh, we're going to be doing some uh, giveaways and some haircuts for um, the, the holidays. And so, yeah, man, just tap in, man, and just keep 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 posted, keep praying for the Ghost Bros, man. We we out here trying to do great things for the community. We trying to you know raise our, our, our beautiful kids. You know, Juwan, uh, Juwan you, you on the clock, Doc? Because they they got a ba- that baby gorgeous, <laughs> and Noah and, and King, we out, they don't let them put that trash pressure on you, Juwan. Don't let them do it like that, brother. Hey, no, 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 take your time. But we talking about. When you do it, it better be a pretty baby because that's that's just that's all we ask. <laughs> well, Jim, all, also a pretty nice looking pretty guy, baby. man. Unless he really goes ugly, it's gonna be hard <laughs> not to have a look a good looking child come out of the wall now. You don't know what love. That's what you want to think. That's what you want to yep, think. Come on now. But Juwan, don't, we bring no, uh, don't we bring no ugly babies to the Ghost Brothers family? Y'all sound like some haters. <laughs> no, I'm just saying. Hey, Juwan. Hey, Juwan. Juwan, you know, you, to me, brother, you look like a good looking guy. All oh, y'all good looking guys, right? They just going to slap some ugly on your baby. And it's, the baby hadn't even arrived yet. baby even here. Y'all just we trying to slap. No, that's we sad, love man. Your baby. I'm, I'm no, going to tell y'all something, no, Ghost Brother. No, on that ugliness, Marcus and, <laughs> and Dayla, I'm going to end this interview. I, I refuse. Y'all are really something else. Come on, I refuse man. to let the two of y'all no, hate on my boy Jawan. And curse you, and curse, but darkness no. on you his child. Nobody to be like, you wouldn't want nobody to speak no ugliness on a child that you hadn't had yet. Uh, <laughs> no, no, we misinterpreted. I'm just saying, Ooh. there's pressure. If there is an ugly baby, the ugly baby won't be as close to the pretty babies. I'm just saying. If y'all but, have another, you better pray it's not ugly. I love it. They are, they <laughs> are the <laughs> Ghost Brothers, <laughs> Dalen, Jawan, and Marcus. They were hosting Discovery Plus, 10 episodes only. You may have missed one yeah. already, but you can catch it. It's all streaming. Urban Legends with the Ghost Brothers. They have two of my most popular, three of my most popular guests every time they come on the show. I'm going to have to bring you all to my live show I do on Clark Atlantic campus every Tuesday from 6 to 7. I got to bring on you. So, Juwan, I owe you a visit to your restaurant in Miami. You owe me some some pumpkin uh, pancake flour, okay? And I got to come by your barbershop to get that artwork. So, I owe y'all three things and get that stuff to me and I'll do what I do, man. I love all three of you guys. Keep winning, Ghost Brothers. Appreciate it. Appreciate that. We will be right back with more money-making conversation with Rashawn McDonald. You are now tuned into the Money Making Conversations Minute of Inspiration with Rashawn McDonald. Hi, I am Rashawn McDonald from Money Making Conversations with your daily Minute of Inspiration. This week, I sat down with licensed tax professional, entrepreneur, and business finance manager, Laura Foos. We discussed the benefits of telling our money where to go instead of wondering where it went. But what do those multiple streams of income look like, um, though? Because I can't work any more hours in a day. Let's put it that way. Right. So there has to be particular things, like you said, one of my favorite is, you know, real estate investing, because that can be making money for you while you are working. Um, Or stock investing, you know, most of our retirement accounts are invested in some type of stock or mutual fund. So that we have to be looking for things that can make money while we're still working. If you want to listen to this full interview with Laura Foos, it's available on MoneyMakingConversations.com. Now let's return to Money Making Conversation with Rashawn McDonald. My next guest is Reggie Rock 
Bythewood. He writes, directs, and serves as the showrunner of the new Apple Plus Swagger and is executive producer alongside superstar NBA player Kevin Durant and super producer Brian Grazer. The Apple Plus series is inspired by Kevin Durant's life and basketball experiences. Swagger explores the world of youth basketball and the players, the families, and coaches who walk the fine line between dreams and ambitions and the optimism and corruption that goes with sports. Off the court, the show reveals what it's like to grow up in America, especially black America. Reggie's writing started way back with a different world. It's comedy, drama, New York undercover, get on the bus. That's what I met him to Notorious, just to name a few. This brother can write. The new series Swagger will premiere globally October 29th, 2021 with the first three episodes, followed by a new episode weekly every Friday thereafter on Apple+. Plus. Please welcome to Money Making Conversation. For a long time, I've been wanting to talk to this brother again, Reggie Rock Bythewood. How you doing, my friend? I'm really, really great. Thank you. Thanks for having me. <laughs> well, first of all, man, um, you know, uh, I'm a fan of Apple Plus. So I watched Ted Lasso. Uh, yeah, I Apple, watched... yeah, Apple Apple TV Plus, brother. Yeah, uh, Apple TV Plus. Apple TV Plus. I apologize. Apple TV That's Plus. Mm-hmm. Let me get it straight. TV Plus. Yeah. Because, right. you know, when you, when you pay your money, all I just see is Apple Plus. <laughs> <laughs> but Apple TV Plus. Okay. Right. And um, this series, what brought it about and, and, uh, and what inspired you to do the series? I know Kevin Durant's involved, which gives a, a whole lot of credibility to the background and the relations of the, of the authenticity for the series. Mm-hmm. But how did you get involved, Reggie? Um, so I got a call from... Um, Imagine Entertainment, which is the company that 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 Brian runs with Ron Howard, a producer there named Francie Calfold, called me up and 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 let me know that Brian and KD had a meeting. Yes, and they talked about doing a series focused on or inspired by his youth basketball days. So they called me, asked me to meet with him. I flew out at that time. KD was in was in. Um, was in Golden State, you know, mm-hmm. so I, I flew out to Oakland and, and met with him. And, you know, I didn't really know what to what to, to, to think, you know, what I liked the guy, what I not. But it was a real kind of inspiring conversation. And and he was just very open and shared um, a lot of his experiences with me. And I really just started to see this canvas, if you will, right. that would allow me to um, take elements of his life and bring in other elements, um, some elements from my life, from right. my kids and sort of things we pulled in research and, and just, just tell a story that we felt could be really meaningful, um, a story about not just basketball, but 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 growing up in in America. Well, teen life in America, which is a brilliant portrayal by the actors that you brought into this, which mm-hmm. really, which would in the music that plays a major role in what you're doing here. Now, let's talk about the the young star Isaiah Isaiah Hill, correct, who plays Jace Carson. Yes. Now, I've been fortunate to sit down with uh, Kevin Durant, and he has a this young man. You seem to have captured. Kevin Durant's personality or temperament in this character. Am I wrong in saying that? But it, it really did kind of resonate to the personality of lifestyle because Kevin was raised by a single mom in a basketball-centric world. It's set in Washington, D.C., where Kevin Durant is from. Talk about that. Yeah, I mean, 
Look, I think there were a couple of things, you know, I was really looking for. And I mean, this is such a complicated character. Yes, it is. You know, number one, the dude's got to be athletic. Wow. Right? And so we, <laughs> you know, we had this huge casting search. And this kid comes in who's not just like dunking, like just tipping it in. He's like throwing it back and, you know, slamming it. Um, but then the other thing, too, was, you know, he was talented. And and so we um, really was just like blown away to be able to find someone who has acting chops and basketball chops all in one. It was 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 a gift. And I think that, you know, um, you know, KD felt challenged to prove that he was, you know, like this this top player. Yes. Uh, that he that 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 he was, and you know, all great athletes, you know, feel like they have something to prove. You know. Right. The real life Isaiah felt that as well. You know, I mean, he's played basketball. He understands those challenges. He's had his bumps and so he I think he was just able to bring that forward and and um really play it out you know lovely on screen we're talking to an incredible uh, writer producer showrunner of the new series on Apple TV plus swagger uh Reggie Rock Bythewood the series is a, an incredible uh force as far as teen uh, drama, teen romance, uh, coming of age. Uh, this young man, we're talking about Isaiah, his character plays, he plays the character Jace Carson, a 14-year-old megastar. I can relate this a little bit in my personal life because my nephew, he had a couple of sons. And I remember he and we, we was tracking him at eighth grade, ninth grade. You know, his son was a top point guard in Texas, you know, and his son, the other son was a top small forward. So I know the reality of this, but the, what I loved about it was how Reggie, how was you, how you were incorporating how the, the world of social media, something that the real Kevin Durant really didn't have to deal with, that this kid has to deal with on a regular basis, incorporating that real lifestyle activity, how you can be, how your life is changed by a post, correct? Yeah, I mean, social media right, became this other character in our narrative, and and so. I mean, it's just authentic to the way um, people in this age group relate to each other. Right. You know, so yes, you know, and, and, and as we know, there are great positives with it and great negatives with it. And and as you as you mentioned, like, yeah, this is a drama that does focus a lot on teens, but it's also like really, really aspiring to give a view from every seat in the house, you know, so that we deal with fatherhood, we deal with coaching, we deal with parenthood. And so I think that, you know, if you're if you're a mom, if you're a coach, if you're a dad, yes, um, if you're a child, like there's something that's going to pull at you emotionally. Well, Reggie, first of all, I don't want to sell your series short because I'm a, we gonna we got a little time because I'm gonna go to O'Shea, I'm gonna talk to Gina, I'm gonna talk to these character breakdowns that have so much layers. But those mm. kids are what brought me in, and I'm gonna just tell you mm -hmm. how really was. I, I I get up every day at 4:30 a.m. All right, I saw mm -hmm. five straight episodes because each episode kept me, kept me, kept. Finally, my wife looked at me and said, "Rishon, it's 1:30 in the morning." I said, "Okay." 
okay, I'm going to go to bed. I'm going to go to bed. I'm going to go to bed. Because as soon as I wrap up this interview, I'm going to go screen the rest of them. I know the series yeah. premieres October 29th. It will premiere with three episodes in a row. And when you get to that third episode, you'll be hooked in this series. Please mm. take the time to watch consecutively series. And after that, it will air every Friday. What Reggie has put together is... Um, is uh you you Gina who plays the mom Jason's mom Jenna. yeah Jenna Jenna Jenna, Jenna who plays mm-hmm. Jason's mom very dominant character very uh opinionated she knows what she wants she knows what she sees in her son her expectation may be overreaching and her advice as to how he should play shouldn't be some he should be following but that's what the comment of age part of the writing is all about correct Reggie yeah I mean you know and here's a crazy thing right like it's like when you have a kid that talented, yes, there's still a whole bunch of questions in terms <laughs> of like, you know, where he or she is going to go. And it really becomes like this coming of age for, for the kid, for the parent. Yes. Like it's just, it's, it, it, it's so complicated. It's so challenging to, you know, you, you sort of wish we all had a crystal ball and knew where their kid was, was going to go. But you know, on a whole other level, man, you know, um, a lot of times we push our kids. Yes. Sometimes we have to. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if we do it wrong, it's a negative. And if we do it right, it's a positive. Right. I, I know my daughter was a tennis prodigy. You know, my, my wife, mm-hmm. she was, uh, you know, she was really a lot more aggressive than I was, which is her role. We all play roles as parents, you know. And I always felt my daughter was talented at it what she did, but that wasn't what she wanted to do. Now she's into Taekwondo. Mm. And, I, and I told my wife, don't be disappointed if that's not what she wants to do. That's not her end game. You know, she blew out her knee when she was 19, and she asked me, did she want to go to college? Could she go to college? I said, yes, do whatever your dreams are. And that's what this young man is learning, and his, and his best friend, who we see the relationship going, I'm talking about Crystal, and that's another storyline I'm not going to get into any detail on because it should be seen and you should see the development of her character in the series. But also, it's, a, it's, it's kind of a romance, but they're friends. They're friends. They're diehard friends. And what you learn in this series, Reggie, if I could be so bold to say this, is that you learn to listen. You learn to listen when people are trying to talk to you. That was a big part of this whole first five episodes that I heard screaming at me. People, when they talk, take the time to hear and not talk and so much talk about your problems. But other people have problems too, and you should learn to hear their problems, especially when they're coming to you to talk. That was strong language in this this series so far. Well, but, I mean, it it feels like that's a lost art in this country right now, right? (laughs) Like listening, you know, like like, like really listening, like really trying to understand where somebody else is coming from, Mm -hmm. you know? But that's the other great thing about having a platform like this to be able to give insight, to to, to bring people into, you know, various characters and and see. And, you know, um, so much, you know, the, the, the show's called Swagger. Yes. You know, and and so, you know, obviously on the surface, that's like bravado and, and confidence. But really, underneath all of that, swagger is about having a cause bigger than yourself. Yes. Right. And so whether you your cause is your people, your family, your team, having that cause bigger than yourself mm-hmm. um, really gives you that sense of purpose. Yes. That that grit, that determination to move closer to your your dreams and your, and your calling. And I think that's why, you know, 
you know, in Jace's journey, you know, Jace's journey initially is himself. Yes. You know, and as we go through the narrative, it it it, it expands as he expands. Well, you know, the interesting thing about it, because now I'm going to go into O'Shea Jackson's character. You know, he plays uh-huh. Icon, a character who didn't reach, who had great basketball potential, but didn't reach the potential. And when you say reach the potential, the NBA is the goal. The NBA is the uh-huh. ultimate goal of anybody who puts on those sneakers and gets on that hard court and try to imagine they're the next Michael Jordan or the next Kareem Abdul-Jabbar or the next LeBron James today or next KD. Because KD's 6'11", 7 feet tall and dribbled like a six-foot point, six point guard and shoots like Steph Curry right. on a given, right. any given day but, and dunk like right. uh, LeBron. So that's <laughs> to, be, to have a show about that, there had to be some additional pressure, Reggie, knowing that you – this wasn't a regular superstar. It wasn't a guy who, who's a marginal player or just a good player. KD can – probably go down in history as one of the all top five all-time players. Here you mm-hmm. in having a room and uh, to create a scripted series that has to retain a level of credibility. And you do, my friend, because we're going to get mm-hmm. into these action shots because I was like blown away by these. These I'll tell you all something. When you, when you watch TV, you watch uh, 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 Reggie do his work, his, his, his magic, and you see uh, shots that don't have jump cuts in them. And I'm going, okay, that's a real shot from the corner. Uh, when Nick Mendez hits his first three-pointer at the top what? of the key, I go, that's a real shot. No visual effects, so, baby. That's that's it. I said, Reggie, Reggie, my boy. Has, has, uh, man, how? How, Reggie? How you pull that off, bro? How many? Well, well, first of all, you know, first of all, though, you, you started talking about the pressure. Yes, sir. Let me just say, so creatively. Yes, sir. What I wanted to do mm-hmm. was have the basketball feel real. So it actually alleviated pressure. Okay. Because the network and everybody, <laughs> yeah, we got to, like, you know, it's got to be real. It's going to be Kevin. So so we cast actors, some who hadn't really played ball before, but we were able to, like, like you know, it's so rare to be able to cast somebody and give them, like, three months of training, like, multiple days throughout the week, hours and hours upon a day, to learn how to become a baller. And then we had our ballers who then had a lot of time to work with acting coaches. Right. So just that alone, um, it alleviated pressure because it allowed me to then have like a real process where everybody knew the basketball needed to be on a high level. Um, and, you know, look, there was choreography and mm-hmm. training sessions, but... I mean, they just came and they just balled <laughs> out. And it was like, I mean, you know, it was a luxury. Like, like, and the kids wanted to do it. Yes. You know, like, they were like, yo, I'm a, and, and some of it, some of it, you know, was from, you know, I'm a choreographer and a trainer, but some of it was them. It was like, yes. let me show you what I can do. Yes. And all we had to do was photograph it. We'll be right back with more money-making conversation with the creator, writer, and executive producer of the new Apple TV series, Swagger, Reggie Rock Bitewood. This is Rashawn McDonald. Welcome back to Money Making Conversations. As I continue my conversation with the creator, writer, and executive producer of the new Apple TV Plus series, Swagger, Reggie Rock Bitewood. Uh, how tall is, uh, is Isaiah Hill, who plays Jace Carson? I think he's like... Because he could leap, man. Yeah, yeah, I think he's 6'3", 6'4". 6'3", 6'3"? 6'3", 6'4", I don't know, somewhere in there. That young man, he has some elevation there, and his acting skills are on point. He has a career in this business. Good-looking kid. Uh, O'Shea Jackson, 
icon. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, all the, you know, O'Shea had multiple scenes where he were dunking, but he didn't make the cut, man. Oh well, oh well. I know he didn't make up, but he could shoot. I'm just joking. Let's talk about his shooting, though, because I was yeah. impressed. I was impressed. Hey, let me tell you something. In that game in a pilot, where they're going one on one with each Absolutely. other, dude made a shot he wasn't supposed to make. So I was cool, right? If he was thrown off, and I just kept the cameras rolling, and it was like, let them go. You lying, no, dude, not. dude? Because I was, I'm looking at say what I said because I had these little checkpoints. Like I said rim height. You said it's ten feet, not nine. O'Shea, you said he made all the but shots. Can't you tell? I mean, because there's a lot of basketball. Come on, there's a lot of basketball shows where you see somebody dunking, mm -hmm. and you know that's like eight foot, nine foot. Oh, like absolutely, you know it's not ten foot. So that was really important for the. Oh, we don't want to do that. Mm -hmm. You know, we we really wanted it to look, and and some people would get by, but there's people like you that you can smell it if it's not real. Oh, first of all, that's what impressed me the most. But I, I'm going to tell you something. I love my sleep when I get it. I don't like getting up at 430. For, <laughs> so, you know, Reggie, I love you, though, Reggie. I don't love you that much. But when mm -hmm. a series, I'm looking at it, because my wife was sitting right next to me. She was Actually, she was cooking in the kitchen when we started. And next thing I know, by episode two, she was sitting right next to me, engaged mm -hmm. in the series. Like I said, it's a series that... It, uh, they're about basketball. There's so many layers about life, about parenting, about how, you know, she can relate to it because our daughter, you know, was a prodigy. Like, like mm -hmm. Jace, like like the, the character being played out here, being pulled in so many directions, going to private camps, being recruited. And so mm -hmm. it was very relatable to what we deal with today because that's all you see nowadays. And now with name, likeness, and imagery that they, you can pay for and kids can get the money that you used to hide to get nowadays. But the whole layers of putting all these characters together, that was a lot of work. How did you really start projecting each role the 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 nemesis I mean the the the, the, the I should say the uh, the bad guys the good guys the the layers a lot of hard work went into this Reggie how did you pull it off I mean you know I mean again having this mandate of you know this this self imposed mandate of having a view from every seat in the house right um, did a lot of research spoke with a lot of people and really. You know, much of my work in the writing process also starts with like really putting together a really great writer's room. Yes. You know, so, um, you know, in particular, one of my writers, a guy named George Dorman, wrote this book, really good book called um, They Play Their Hearts Out. Mm -hmm. And it follows a youth basketball team. Um, it was very important for me to have some incredible black women in my writer's room. Um and, and directing and, and, as well, right? And directing as well. And, 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 and directing as well. Nigel Mumin, you haven't seen her. So when you go back, you're going to see uh, Nigel is the, the one that Nigel directed, which is 106, mm -hmm. you know. Mm -hmm. and, and so, you know, when you have a room like that, it's really great and inspiring because we're challenging each other. We're challenging other people's points of view. We're bringing in our real life experiences and in a room like that, like I, I never say like you, you, don't, you don't create a room like that because it's politically correct. You create a room like that because it gives you the best product. Wow. I, I just want to say this about the show. Um, the credibility of the show is amazing. The uh, 
Meg's role, who plays his business partner, O'Shea's business character, who's his icon. Uh, David, his role as the NBA star who made it, who who's, who's, who's has an issue with icon. All these layers, like you were saying earlier, and I, that's what I want to say. I just, I just wanted to start with the kids because that's the core of this. That's the that's mm-hmm. the part that, that that's the innocence of the series, or the children, mm-hmm. or the mm-hmm. teenagers. Because you have mm-hmm. all these adults who have agendas. From his mother has an agenda. O'Shea is the in denial, but he has an agenda. Davis has an agenda. Uh, the the uh, guy from the Gladiators, he has an agenda. All tied back to the reality, what you've, you're showing us, Reggie, this is happening right now. This is real life. This is not something you're making up. And to be able to pull that off, and then it's almost tragic because how do we pull these kids out of it? Oh, is that a, a train that we can't control anymore? And you're just capturing it, putting it on paper, and allowing us to see a version of it. Well, you know, first of all, let me just say something about what you talk about with innocence, right? So, you know, our, our most of our characters, most of these kids are 14 years old. And so we know 14 has some historical context, yes. you know, within the black community, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Emmett Till, 14 years old, August 28th, 1955, you know, um, 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 murdered. And, you know, that still reverberates within our community, mm-hmm. you know, after all these years later, right? Um, and I saw this painting by this amazing artist named Lisa Whittington. Mm-hmm. She did this painting called, um, it was about Emmett Till, and it was called um, How, let me see if I get the, the, the title right, Lisa, if I mess up the name of your art, I apologize, but it was How She Sent Him and How She Got Him Back. Mm-hmm. And in this painting, you see half of Emmett's face that's innocent and vibrant and all these vibrant colors around him, like what we would call on our show Emmett Blue and Emmett Yellow. And on the other side of his face, it's mutilated. It's, yeah. you know, with, with the, you know, you know, the yeah. way the way his face was and he was beaten down. Mm-hmm. But we use her painting many ways as inspiration. Mm-hmm. And, and really, you know, when I would talk to everyone about what we're doing, we were like, this innocence is what we're fighting for for our characters. We want this sort of innocence. Our coaches, I they're fighting for our kids to maintain this innocence. And the flip side of it is that you're on the other side of it. You know, and so um, and so much of, of the of the of this sister's work. You know, like I said, we, you know, it was it was actually a, a template for our, our color palette. You know, Emmett blue, Emmett yellow, like all these sort of colors in our artwork um, inspired us. And so the innocence versus the other side of it was was something that we really spent a lot of time talking about. My brother, uh, outstanding. I'm talking to Reggie Rock Brightwood Swagger. Apple TV Plus premieres. Uh, October 29th, three episodes will air that night. After that is one episode weekly, every Friday thereafter. An incredible series, a coming-of-age series, uh, an adult series, inspired by NBA superstar Kevin Durant's life and experiences in the Washington, D.C. area. And in closing, you got the Yankee hat on, you know. Uh, okay. And I don't, you know, uh, Stephen okay. A. Smith. Stephen okay. A. Smith. Oh, 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 now, now we're bringing in Stephen A. Smith. Okay. All right. You know, that's All my, right. that's what I manage. And he's a superstar uh, mm-hmm. Yankee fan, just like you. Mm-hmm. Will the Yankees make a comeback? I keep asking him, will, they, will y'all come back? And then we're going to wrap up the interview. I got one minute left. It's, it's, your, it's your moment to save the Yankees, sir. <laughs> mm. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, the Yankees have 21 championships, more championships than any other professional team. Mm. I mean, unless, oh, what's your team, brother? Oh, uh, Houston Astros. 
Oh, okay. Um, 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 how, how, how are we going to do this year? We gonna, we going to play it honestly this year? Or what are we going to do? We going to try and win legit? What are we, we going to do? Because you know, you know, the, 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 now, now I see where the Yankee things come from because of what y'all had to do to, to beat the Yankees, man. We, we really want to talk about that. But, um, but here's a conflict, right? Because now, who do I root for? Am I rooting for the Astros or am I rooting for the Red Sox? Absolutely. That's sad. So, you that's know, sad. So, you know, so that's, 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 a, that's a tough one. But I, I do like the Astros. But uh, the Yankees will always be back, man. 21 championships. Recognize. Thank you, and brother. brother. You are a champion, too. Thank you for this fantastic series, Swagger. Apple TV Plus premieres October 29th. The brilliant Reggie Rock Bythewood. Thank you, sir. <laughs> Appreciate you, man. Cool. Thank you. If you want to see or hear any of my interviews with Money Making Conversation, please go to moneymakingconversation.com. I'm Rashawn McDonald. I am your host. You've been listening to Money Making Conversations with Rashawn McDonald. Please join us next week. And always remember, lead with your gifts. Money Making Conversations is a presentation of 3815 Media Incorporated. You are now tuned into the Money Making Conversations Minute of Inspiration with Rashawn McDonald. Hi, I am Rashawn McDonald from Money Making Conversations with your daily Minute of Inspiration. This week I sat down with entrepreneur, home builder, and television personality on OWN's Love and Marriage Huntsville, Melody Holt. We discussed the importance of speaking your goals and dreams into existence and how that practice created a recent job opportunity. It's so important um, to speak out loud your goals and your dreams mm-hmm. and speak mm-hmm. those things into existence. Um, mm-hmm. And so, you know, I've shared with Carlos a long time ago, you know, my goals in terms of hosting and acting and things like that. And so when it, when the opportunity came and, you know, he was awarded the opportunity to do Behind Every Man, you know, he reached out to me. He said, hey, so guess what? And I'm like, what? <laughs> If you want to listen to this full interview with Melody Holt, it's available on moneymakingconversations.com.